Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wrestler Review. This week, we are discussing the Hermits Hermits of the early WWWWWF, Dylan's um, inspiration for his haircut, Pedro Morales, whom I am John Hastings. I'm the talented one on the show. Now, here's uh, Hold Me Back Dylan. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Wrestler Review, where we talk about the specific life and career of a professional wrestler. We are talking about Pedro Morales this it's week. Pedro Morales. It's Pedro. Mor- oh, it's Pedro Morales. No, Pedro Morals. He had no morals. Ooh, good point. He was very unscrupulous. Nice. Literally, of the early WWWWWF guys, he's the only one you can't find a story <laughs> that was like. And uh, he was such a baby face, no one noticed that he was collecting babies to yeah. kill. Yeah. So. Oh, sure, he was the WWF champion, but anytime he backed up his car, you you heard what sounded like a lot of small pieces of wood falling. Turned out it was just a bunch of skeletons in his closet, because before every match, you just <laughs> had to see what the inside of a woman was. <laughs> I like it to collect the dead ones. He's Italian oh, now. Oh, no. Yeah, that was, that was brutal. Uh, yes, this, I'm from Puerto Rico. It's interesting that you can get, I think Mario of Super Mario Brothers from Mario 64 has just allowed every man of our generation to just be like, yeah, I can do the Italian accent. No fucking <laughs> blowback. How many people do you think go into um any part of Eastern Europe and they're like, yeah, don't worry, I can talk to the locals. Very nice. <laughs> I guarantee it's happened more than I want. I'm going to say 10% of their interactions with North Americans is someone just going like, Shinkui. <laughs> My uh, wife. Loco- That's who you guys talk. Lo- local prostitute. That's you. <laughs> so Pedro Morales started wrestling at 17 years old. He trained at 17 years old, which is actually crazy because he wanted to start at 15 just that's when his dad would sign the papers. Yes, so this is the weirdest thing. This is the only time that I've ever read about regulation in Puerto Rico. Also, Pedro Morales yeah. claims he comes from a large family and that between 30 and 80% of Puerto Rico is related to him. By the way, I... Yeah, he has eighty. He has eighty-five cousins that he could uh, name. That's just that's so much fucking. That's too much set. <laughs> yeah, like this guy stopped school when he was one hundred and sixty pounds at thirteen in, in like amateur wrestling. Like that's how this guy just was like, uh, no school. Like you know, just right into working. And I'm sure his father at the time was like, well, if you're gonna start. Get it over before you get married. That, of course, being the ages of 15 to 16. Get it over before you need to take over the family business, which is uh, digging this hole while our country is exploited by America. It's the family business. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going to have such a a more fun time uh, talking about uh, Puerto Rico when we do our Patreon exclusive episode on Invader. You know what? I'm going to disagree because the Invader episode has a lot of things that I want to talk about. For example, his drowning kid, the murder of Bruiser Brody, the fact that Ric Flair claims to have been there even though everyone's like, no, he wasn't there. And yet he he continually goes, no, I was there. And they're like, no. like the Dutch Mantel is like, there's a court record. We know who was there. Yep. Tony Atlas fleeing the country tony atlas dutch mantel uh tony atlas dutch mantel and savio vega are the three sort of like popular in north america people that we 
know that we're there. Yeah, this is a, the the Morales episode is a lot, a, a weirdly enough, a lot like the Invader episode, only research wise, where it's like to properly research this, <laughs> we would have had to learn Spanish because like Savio Vega does have some thoughts on the life and career of Pedro Morales, but Pedro Morales more so is the w- he was booked the way you would hope they would book the champion of a community would be booked. And by that I mean when you cheer for when you cheer for someone that's like let's say Ukrainian or something, you want them to just to be presented as this upstanding man wins matches. Pedro Morales is very interesting because he's he's the Puerto Rican Bruno San Martino and then it's like he's big, he's strong and he's a good man. He's got a barrel chest. Drinks three beers at night, and yeah. old. Oh, let me tell you, his wife quite quiet. Like it's, it's, he's just very much represented throughout his entire career as he's the simple, kind baby face. It's so amazing that he, yeah. it took until Hulk Hogan for them to be like, wait a minute, what if the baby face has a little razzmatazz? Because <laughs> that's what Morales says. But through these matches, like you can't really find any matches that he wrestles pretty much in the 60s but i can tell you this from watching his work in the 70s he's so much better as a there's something that didn't connect like bruno connected but he's so much better at wrestling than bruno san martino like there's it's not close (laughs) like he he has like a three minute match with mr fuji where you're like holy shit they're really moving here which in the 70s is like an NWA style. It's like, you know, it's Vern Gagne being like, uh, how professional wrestling should work is you just fake you fake a amateur wrestling match and then everyone goes home thinking, why did I leave my house? Yeah, it's the interesting thing about um, Bruno San Martino is that no one will talk about how good of a wrestler he is. They'll just talk about how he got over and Larry Zabisco yeah. thinks he's good. <laughs> and Larry Zabisco also as of the 90s, would start every match with someone would lock up with him and then he would leave the ring and walk around the ring for 35 minutes and then get back in the ring and either pin him or lose. Yeah, like- <laughs> that was every Larry Zabisco match. I remember someone on a radio show talking about how good Larry Zabisco was at stalling, and I'm like, that's something you'll never hear now. You'll never hear a millennial being like, that guy really wasted a ton of my time and I'm very happy he did. I gotta tell you, that's abs- I think you're absolutely incorrect. It's just changing how they stall. Ah, watch the New Day. Like the New Day have gotten over because they essentially what they do is they instead of getting in the ring and fighting, they get in the ring and talk about pancakes and unicorns. And now it, Kofi looks like she, he's the Daniel Bryan of 2019. Feel, yeah, it feels like it feels like the New Day. <laughs> the way they got over was there was three hours in Raw, and they were like. Because for a good year, they were like, we need 15 minutes out of this show gone. Go out there with whatever you want and just start saying weird shit. And they're like, yeah, man, fine. <laughs> like, you know, it, there, there was also a six-month period where I'm pretty sure they were like, let's just pretend to be fucking each other. Yeah, of course. It was great. <laughs> it was great. And then one of them, uh, one of them fucking uh, fucked Paige. And that's good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, the one who fucked Paige was me, by the way. No, that's not true. Yeah, I know. I just... Do you want to know how old some people are here? All right, we're going to talk about some... When he first starts out in 1959... Uh, I hate this so much. What? The Pedro Morales wrestled... I just know that some of these people are still wrestling. One of them is. <laughs> One of them is. Is it Gypsy yes. Joe? Gypsy Joe started out when Pedro Morales was 17, 
Keep in mind, Pedro Alice recently passed away at the age of 76. Gypsy Joe <laughs> frequently wrestled him. <laughs> Gypsy Joe, of course, who, I mean, I don't know how you'd listen to this show and not know this, but was hit in the head with a steel baseball bat by New Jack <laughs> almost 20 years ago now. Good fucking Yeah, Gypsy, uh, Gypsy Joe is still, I think, wrestling in some parts of Mexico and Japan. He's essentially just an iron-skinned maniac who doesn't speak and just gets in the ring and legit tries to kill you while you legit try and kill him, and then at the end they've decided on the finish. Like, it's just like, whoopie doop doop boop boo boos Yeah. You repeatedly stab him, and then he goes, roll me up. Yeah. That's the whole match. This is something I would... This, though, if, if anyone says, oh my god, wrestling, the, I can't believe wrestling names, like, I can't believe how bad the names in NXT are, keep in mind that Pe- Pedro Morales got started out oh, wrestling people like Swede Hansen, who I assume his character is the is Swedish. John, do you know, so I look, my, uh, my sister is dating a long-term boyfriend as a Swedish man, so we, me and my wife looked up some ethnic jokes about Swedish people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of them are just about how boring Swedish people are and how they have no well, friends. They're boring, they have no friends, they're dicks. They sided with the Nazis and refused to acknowledge it. Uh, what's some other great stuff about Swedes? Um, I hate their entire country and I hope it falls into the sea. Uh, oh, if you're... That's a good oh, one. Oh, if you're on a boat and cheat on your wife, it doesn't count. It's my favorite one. But all the, like... <laughs> All the all the all the set of punchline ones are like um, and, uh, the two guy three guys walking to a bar the Pope an Irishman a Swede the Pope gets a glass of milk the Irishman gets a beer and the Swedish person is told to leave because he's fucking loser you're a loser <laughs> you Swedish prick it's just like <laughs> it's real good stuff that jokes about you now listen. Um, here's the thing that's also fascinating about wrestling and Pedro Morales is Pedro Morales rises pretty quickly and is a story of people constantly being like, this fella's good. And then they go to their boss and they're like, get this fella. And then he goes there and does fine. It's an interesting story here at the wrestler view because we've been really in a quagmire of like every wrestler we've done is like great talent, change the business. Unfortunately, heroin, heroin, oh, heroin, 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 as opposed to Pedro Morales where it's like, he's a nice man. He shakes hands. He gets in the ring, does his job professionally and cleanly. Uh, oh, sure, he's wrestling someone who might be a cyborg, but that's fine. Gypsy Joe will die eventually. And uh, boom, on to the next match. Here's the thing. This is going to be one of the more straightforward episodes of the Wrestler Review because nothing happens. Yeah, there's no adversity. There's not. Well, there's no adversity. There's one thing that happens when we have to wait for his WWF title reign that I don't think you know about because it's not in the research that you are going to love. Oh, no. I think you mentioned it on the show extensively, <laughs> I think, if it's what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 1962, he starts out in, in tag matches. He becomes like mostly a tag team a wrestler. He beat Sputnik Monroe when he was a jobber. That's how... Long ago, this What's man was. What's the nickname about Sputnik Monroe? Stevie Sputnik. Kyle called for the end of segregation in the South and refused to wrestle until the crowd was integrated. Well, I thought you said, what was his nickname? And I was like... No, what was significant? Sputnik? Sputnik is his real name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course he, it is. Listen, your, your mom named you Sputnik, but we need to jazz that up. Yeah. Listen, you, oh, sure. Sputnik Jenkins. Very, very great normal name. But this is show business. You gotta have to. You gotta have an E at the end of your name. <laughs> he 
this is how you know someone's old is that they wrestled someone that are he wrestled all the managers and then he took such good care of his body that he got to wrestle the people that they managed later on because he wrestles um Lou Albano he starts teaming with Miguel Perez senior and Argentina Apollo and these guys were the first tag team champions recognized in the history of the WWF. I would like to see a photo of Mr. Fuji when he was young because when you see him at WrestleMania 5, he has such a weird egg-shaped body and just like we and he just walks in this weird like shit like old man shift. It's fascinating. Yeah, he wrestles uh, Pedro for the title in the early 70s, and it's a good match. The man can move. Other than, for some reason, I forgot this from my childhood, but when people didn't know any like anything about Japan, they would just say things were judo chops, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's not a part of judo, though. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Like, it's also, you know, if you listen to, like, if someone's making fun of the Japanese accent, they're actually making fun of the Chinese accent in English. Like, I got some bad news for you, Dylan. Ignorant people aren't that smart. <laughs> I've I've said this before. I'll say it again. One of the funniest parts about England is that, like, everyone will get up there and chastise Americans. 100%. I know, I know where this is going. Keep going. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, and then, you, you know, you go, uh, oh, what is that? Was that an Indian guy? Indian? That man isn't Indian. He's Asian. How dare you say that? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. So what do you call what I would call Asian people? And they're like, oh, Chinese. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm from Japan, actually. That's a weird part of China. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to this bathroom and pee out my Jap's eye, which is another thing Dylan pointed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They call pee holes Jap's eyes terrifying i i've then stolen this premise from dylan with his permission after and uh started doing it on stage and various people have come up to me afterward and gone it's not racist and by various i mean two people have but i was like yes it is and they're like well what do you call it in canada and i go pee hole it's your pee hole you don't need to you don't need to church up the dick hole name man or also yeah i don't know how you can church up something that's you church it up by making it racist is very funny <laughs> that's their church though <laughs> What do you call what do you call your balls? I call them shiny Puerto Rican yeah. men. What? Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> oh, there's something on my shaft. Oh, don't you mean that black your black people don't deserve jobs? <laughs> you know what, John? In 1964, he feuded with the Grahams, Jerry and Luke. Oh yes, Vince McMahon's favorite wrestler and another man. Exactly. He, fe- he has a short feud with Arnold Skolan, oh with Boris Malenko, Klondike oh. Bill, just Pedro Morales, his wife, asking him, pleading with him to not touch Klondike Bill during yeah, the match. Let's just go through quickly the stories of these men. Uh, Klondike Bill, as uh, revealed by Tony Giovanni on his podcast, fucked a woman with a kielbasa, then ate it, also found panties in a parking lot and put them in his mouth. Yikes. Um, uh, Dr. Jerry Graham. And this guy was a respected member of the wrestling yeah, business. Very, like, beloved. Uh, Dr. Jerry Graham is... That's, that guy sucking on found socks is the Finnish guy for this. He's the guy that ends the He was matches. the technical, technical director for WCW. Um, um, Dr. Jerry Graham, uh, when his mom died, he couldn't handle it, so he stole the body. Uh, 100% true. Good fucking God. That's good and stuff. And Boris Malenko has an ICP album named after him. Is that true? The Great Malenko. That's fantastic. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. I know 
I know obscure facts that'll make everyone very upset. That's one of them. Juggalo John Hastings. That's what they the call Juggalette. you. Oh, <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry. Maybe the best jobber name of all time is Steve Stanley, and that's a guy that oh yeah, <laughs> Steve Stanley. Steve Stanley has a well combed haircut, but is not winning a match. Yeah. I just start the match on my back because it's too tiring getting up. Like, it's like when you see like George South seems like a tremendous wrestler, but you're like, why can't George South do anything? It's like, his name is George South. You don't want to cheer for George. Yeah, man. Unless it's the animal steel, and that guy had to do so many things to get over. So, yeah, George South laid down for Ric Flair. Also, do you... Yeah, exactly. It's just weird reading about the wrestling business then as opposed to now like just how fucking far it's come and that this guy is a cornerstone of this company it's like this good man who started as a tag team wrestler slowly rose and built his craft would later be indirectly responsible for something that gave us a woman giving birth to a hand and multiple multiple miscarriages via falling down well this is the whole thing is I think wrestling is kind of turning back into this, and I think that it's for the best. Like, a lot of people now... Just relying on brutal racial stereotypes? Man from Puerto Rico versus a devious Japanese traitor. (laughs) We can all agree the Puerto Ricans are evil, but not as evil as the hated Japanese. His finishing maneuver, oh my god, he's barbecuing on the side of the road! Other than... So, other than... Knowing what fucking Will Offspray eats for lunch every day, wrestling is pretty much back to this. Wherein I mean, like, if you were to look down what Will Offspray did this year, you would just be like, he feuded with this man, and he feuded with this man, and he feuded with this man. It's kind of like not really in depth. It's just like this guy made them ma- made him mad, so they had five matches, you know, rather than the Attitude Era where it's like. Oh, no, they had three matches, but here's a paragraph explaining how those matches came to be. Yeah. Uh, The first match... The big boss man ate a sandwich that was too big, and Rikishi wanted the sandwich. So so Rikishi was mad at the big boss man, and the boss man didn't want to share his next sandwich. So what he did was he stole Rikishi's real son and gave him steroids to the point where he was fully grown, and that's why Jimmy Uso won the title at six. You know? Yeah. I could go with a little bit more of that, by the way, as opposed to where we are, especially when you look at the WWE, where it's like, we're going in this direction. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds obvious to say, but people care a lot less when they know wrestling isn't real. Like, the reason why Pedro Morales could just go there and his only feud could be like, me and, <laughs> real guy's name, Along Perez... Yeah. One of his tag partners at the time, Along <laughs> uh, <a> Perez. <laughs> Sounds like a long me and Along Perez are fighting because he disrespected me, and that's enough because that's how a real fight could start. But now that everyone obviously knows that it's fake, it's like, ooh, how about this? How about you're fighting over the sword of Nevercles, and you actually have to real stab him? I'd feel, I'd feel like I need to. Uh, I feel like I need to. I'd be disrespected by a man whose name sounds like. A long penis. He's like, I like that. A long Perez. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's my name, Pedro. What's your, you know what Pedro Morales stands for in English? And he's like, what? And he's like, he's like, e- small penis. And then they just beat the shit out of each other for days. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. 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 
So Freddy Blassie uh, took notice of Pedro working while well, he was working for the Mid Carter in the WWWWWF, and he starts working in the WWA, which is in California. And since California uh, people, uh, they didn't the, the promoter at least didn't think they knew what Puerto Rican men were. He just was billed from Mexico yep. because baby, let's party. And by the way, if you think this thinking is dead. Uh, Kofi Kingston when he debuts as uh, I'm Jamaican <laughs> and he says I'm Jamaican and uh, everyone's like but you're from Ghana and he's like nope I don't know what nope. that is Kingston Kingston's in Jamaica I don't know why would my last name be Kingston if I wasn't from yeah. Jamaica touche you're from Jamaica oh, sh- oh sure I know comedian Monty Scott because both of our families owned monkeys actual thing our friend Monty Scott's family owned Jack the monkey. They had to kill it because it uh, just kept grabbing ladies from underneath the floorboards. Yeah, they kept the. <laughs> it lived under the. It, it, instead of a basement, they just had. <laughs> they just had a monkey under the floorboards. <laughs> but that guy's what, nuts. What was that TV show that was on MTV where he told that story? It was like a bu- cocktails. Is that what it was called? Yeah, cocktails. Oh, boo. Yeah. Yeah, there was a hot minute for in in Canada where if you turn the TV on, you could just see our friends embarrassing oh, themselves. You for still them. can, baby. You just got to wait for the commercial. But I mean, that one was bad because it was the show where five comedians would tell stories, and then the producers thought that it would be good if they actually got drunk. So and they weren't really paying anyone, so everyone would just get actually real hammered to try and get their. You know, to try and get the most out of the TV appearance that they could in lieu of payment. And then it would just be just our friends on TV slurring their words, being like, and that's when the whore pissed on me. <laughs> and, we're, and everyone's like, oh, who's that guy? And I'm like, that's one of my friends. I call him every day. I, I just know that they shot one episode and like two of the guys were actors, not comedians. And so they clearly tried to exaggerate stories. And both of them just like essentially came across as just like admissions of sexual assault and they were like what the fuck and they had to like just reshoot the episode oh that's not good (laughs) that's not good oh god mtv canada was madness just like what the fuck were they doing our biggest show is our biggest show is the after show of the hills this is unnecessary but it's also the thing with pedro morales's career it's so pleasant that i just feel like we need to inject some poison into this episode No, this is good, though. I really like the names of the people he fought. All right, so Hard-Boiled Haggerty. Uh, do you know who that is? I'm going to guess it's uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's aunt. So Hard-Boiled Haggerty, there's a documentary on Hard-Boiled Online, oh, no. and he's just a nice man, but he played a heel for however many years, and I literally think his name was Hard-Boiled Haggerty because his head looks exactly like an egg. <laughs> he looks like... And they were like, how about Eggman? Something about how you're an egg. Hard-boiled. Good. Ruffy Colden. What? Ruffy Colden. That sounds like a name that you would have for your dick. Just like, gotta go shoot my wife. <laughs> gotta smooth my wife with my Ruffy Colden. There's so many stories of them like, yeah. And then they just looked at me and they said, you're the rock. And he was like, yeah. And that's why I'm in, you know, the Fast and the Furious movies. You think Ruffy Colden's like, <laughs> and then they called me Ruffy Colden, and that's when I knew I was gonna keep the, my day job too. They called me Ruffy, Ruffy Colden, and I thought, ooh, that'll get me a gig at the lumber yard. Yeah, I hope that the, he was right next to Dick Bear when they were like, "You're the Destroyer, and you're Ruffy Colden." Can we switch names? No, he's the Destroyer. You are Tuffy Tuffy Bitch Tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, pe- uh, my name is Pedro Morales. Uh, let's try something. Your new name is going to be 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about this? You're the machine of death, and you're sits when he pisses, bitch boy, <laughs> yeah. who cries. Stop crying, bitch boy. In this corner, the superstar Billy Graham, and in the other corner, a Polish man who cannot read or do anything else. <laughs> Oh, he's got him in a headlock, Jess, because he can't read. Vince told me to keep on talking about that. He's shitting. He's shitting. (laughs) 1965, Morales wins the WWA World Heavyweight Championship in a three-fall match from the Destroyer Dick Bear. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Just Dick Bear? Yeah, yeah. We spent three minutes on Hardboiled Haggerty, and you tried to fucking walk past Dick Bear? No, (laughs) Dick Bayer? Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Either way, it's good. (laughs) You never heard of this guy? The Destroyer? He was huge in Japan. Nice. No, man, I'm cool. No, you're not. No one who has a pro wrestling podcast or is on a pro wrestling podcast ever (laughs) can ever say they're cool. I can. (laughs) Everyone's always like, who's that one cool guy? And I'm like, oh, it's me. And then they're like, oh, wow. Any of the the dudes from uh, the Migos who came on this podcast, they would instantly become virgins again. That's the rule. (laughs) Every time you do a pro wrestling podcast, you're a virgin again. And then the next time you have sex is your first time. You go right back to zero every time you do a wrestling podcast. Well, that's cool because I like losing my virginity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, that's not supposed to happen. Why is the pee white? (laughs) Oh, gross. Why is my pee white? What'd you do to it? That's why I say every time. Is that what you, Do you say that every time? Every time. I mean... We're getting divorced very soon. <laughs> I like that. I like that you're getting divorced. So, you might wonder, who cares about some goddamn fucking territorial title? Well, the WWA Heavyweight Championship was made, it was made as like a mirror organization to the NWA, so it really was one of the more prestigious titles in the world at the time uh it was probably the third and his uh tag team with pepper gomez at this time was uh legendarily over so he's doing really really good in california even though they just lied about him being uh, mexican instead of puerto rican he drops the title to luke graham his longtime rival and he defeats Graham uh, about six months later to win the WWA championship once again. This is, of course, when he first goes on his first tour of Japan. Um, about six months later, once he drops the title one more goddamn time, he loses <laughs> He loses the title to Buddy Austin, which, once again, just seems like two names they just threw at a guy and said, get out in the fucking ring. I just hope that Pepper Gomez was the guy's actual name. Oh, Pepper Gomez was a wonderful man. He, for some reason, has a documentary on him, whereas there's no Pedro Morales. There's these Legends of Wrestling documentaries. They're all on YouTube. You can find, and this is going to sound crazy, but Luthez is the one who treats wrestling like it might be fake. Everyone else is like, no, I really fought Gorilla Monsoon. Um, When your name's Pepper... You bring the spice. <laughs> this is the thing about Morales is that he just goes in and like if he's not feuding for the world title, he's in the conversation for the tag team division, which I think and I do think this now, now that they're Raw and SmackDown have world titles, and now that you have 
uh, obviously the women's tag titles and two women's championships. I do think that they should ha- not have any secondary titles anymore. Yeah, but that's because you're a little baby boy. It's because I believe in winners and losers, John, and you're a fucking loser. Uh, no, wrong. It's, then I guess it's opposite day because I'm a winner, you fuck. The only thing you win is being a pedophile. Nice, you're a pedophile. It's not a, not a competition, and I also did not participate in that. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, yeah, hello. Yeah, hi. Oh yeah, it's the police and the. What phone rings like that? My anymore? old phone. You're answering a phone. Yes, in the I 80s? am. I am. I'm calling the eighties. I'm calling when you were a child and you started being a pedophile. Your policy was, I'll get them before they get me, and everyone thought you were really cute, but then you just fucked a bunch of pedophiles. That's what. Uh, that, what else are you supposed yeah, to do? Yeah. How would you gain power? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do you gain power if you don't fuck? Like, I'm not going to agree with what you're saying because I. it's just the stuff of nightmares. But you see where I'm No one from. does. <laughs> Everyone does. Go on, name it. So he's in WWA until uh, 1968, winning and losing the titles with, uh, of course, he switches to the tag division, teaming with Pepper Gonads. Pepper <laughs> you almost said Pepper Gonads. <laughs> And he has a and he has a couple other tag partners there, such as Antonio Pulisi. I ruined that name. Yeah, way to fucking butcher it, bro. He gets his kind of like his silver ring, which is basically he wrestles Gene Kaniski in an NWA heavyweight title match, but obviously fails to win the title. Spoiler alert: he never won the NWA. Title. I know why. <laughs> I can tell you why. The he goes to Hawaii uh, from '68 to 1970. This is where he starts wrestling with Pat Patterson, which I'm sure is one of the things that helped him get into the WWWW. Well, the other things that helped him is that uh, Freddie Blassie had been keeping an eye and encountered him a variety of places and loved him. Loved him. He wrestled every single person that was a wrestler. Like in his in his career, he's wrestled everyone. Um. He wrestled them well. He um, was a clearly like clearly just a professional nice man because Freddie Blassie w- would attack people and be like, "No, that guy sucks." Like he was a, pre- a lot of these guys are pretty honest. There's no stories of like Mister Fu- Fuji like pranking him or anything like that. He just like got in the ring, did some moves, left quickly. Pa- the Pedro Morales story. Show up for work and be kind. <laughs> be early and leave immediately. Yeah. That's it. That's pro- that's probably it. He was like, "I'm gonna show up for work early because that's because that's not that's when people can't shit in your belongings, and then I'm gonna leave very soon and possibly take my bag to the ring with me because all of these men have uh, combined one father. Yeah. Arrive, arrive early and make sure not to leave anything that you you care about in the view of Mr. Fuji's uh, spraying shitty asshole. <laughs> Mr. Fuji bought that cooler of real human shit that he carries around. I think I'm going to take my bags to the ring again. Yeah. <laughs> A cooler. Oh, I had to process that. Ooh, yeah, process it. But 68 to 70, he just works in Hawaii, and then he wrestles the original Sheik during this time, which I assume it was like... How about you duck the clothesline and then we do a nice uh, hip toss? And the sheik was like, I'll stab your feet. And then he was like, oh, no, we'll go with the hip toss thing. How about this match is two minutes long? Yeah, it's like, um, I cut you and then I pull a snake out of my trousers and I whip you with the snake. How about a bear hug? Okay. <laughs> no, I think I have to insist on you getting bitten by this poisonous snake I found. No. 
That's a gun. No, it's a snake. It's a snake it's, with a trigger. It's a cold snake. Yeah, that, no, that's a 357 Magnum. You're making that noise, Ed. Okay. <laughs> Ed Far. He lands Ed Far, by the way, kept kayfabe inside his own house. What a fucking maniac. Oh, yeah, baby. But I'm sure a lot of these guys did. I, I can't imagine what it was like to keep kayfabe when your name was the Destroyer and you were wearing a mask, though. It's just like, ah! No, okay, this is my real face. How come there's a zipper? That's a lie that you're seeing. There's no zipper. I'm the destroyer. That's pretty much an impression. It of was him a different ambiance. Someone, I think it was Jim Cornette, was talking about he met, he saw Mil Mascaris without his mask. He was with Rick Flair, and Rick was like, "That's Mil Mascaris," and he was like, "What the fuck?" Like he was like, he's like, I literally didn't think the guy would get on airplanes. I just thought he would appear places. But of course, he was like, "Of course." He's like, "That that he, but that was the benefit of kayfabe is like." You thought they were fucking magic. Like, you'd see the sheik and be like, well, we're all going to be murdered by that yeah. man for sure. It's so, yeah, it's so weird that way. But, I mean, there is some there is some parts to it that were kind of fun where it's like, it's why I think that wrestlers should, it sounds weird, but, like, if you look at an actor when they're done playing a part, they always dress differently than that part. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, like... Don't call him Samoa Joe when you're interviewing him. Use his real name, and then he just dresses different, and then it's way easier to separate that person from the character they're playing on television rather than they dress the same as Samoa Joe, and they do all these work shoot promo things. It's like, have no, have a huge separation so you can mentally divide who it is so you kind of just... I don't know. It just kind of makes things more uh, easy to compartmentalize. There's one thing you've got 100% wrong. Ah! Uh, and that is uh, Hulk Hogan in interviews always dresses the same. Dresses, if anything, worse. Yeah, and his penis, is terrible A's penis is not as big as Hulk Everyone Hogan's. knows that. Um, for example, when he went on the Arsenio Hall show and lied about taking steroids, for a very serious television show, he wore a weightlifting belt. Come on. Come the fuck on. <laughs> But that's what I mean, though. Like, if just fucking dress like a human goddamn being. But I but think I mean, to Hulk Hogan, particularly in the early '90s, these are coked up I think morons. That's what Hulk Hogan thinks a human being looks like. He's just like, <laughs> "There's this guy getting married, dude. Where's his weightlifting right, belt? Dude, let me tell you this, dude. Where's his? Yeah, dude. You gotta make sure. What if you need to lift your wife, dude? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take a quick break for commercials so, and then come back and spend 20 minutes talking about when Pedro Morales was the champion. Oh, yes, we are, baby. The Worldwide Wrestling Federation and his time in the 80s when he was the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, baby. We'll be back right after this. I've been uh, I've been sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is. So it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Let's go to patreon.com <laughs> backslash wrestler review and donate <laughs> and donate to us five dollars gets you exclusive access to our patreon feed and episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks you can select a wrestler to review one guy did buck zoom off who's a pedophile rapist and we still reviewed him god damn it we have no allegiances go to patreon to hear the buck zoom off episode also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge <laughs> yo 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 Patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? WWWF. 
Bruno San Martino wants time off. Apparently, they really wanted to give the title to Mario Milano. <laughs> this is the best. That's a terrible Man, name. You can sometimes see how Vince McMahon is related to his dad, where it's like, all right, Italian people are popular. Let's give it to another Italian. Um, yeah, okay, we could do that. Or just what about one of these other? No, go to Austria. I don't think Italians are in Austria. Fuck you. Get him. I don't want to leave Austria. But I like the idea of Mario Milano because it's the last name is uh, one of the biggest cities in Italy, and the first name is. The most normal Italian name you would think, any small-minded man would think. It would legitimately be if they were like, what is this Canadian wrestler's name? Gord Toronto. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Please welcome Kevin Moncton. Exactly. (laughs) There was just some fucking promotion. Like, imagine if a Japanese uh, promotion had an American wrestler named just like Dave New York City. (laughs) Like, how great would that character be? He's just like trying to sell watches coming down the aisle. Please welcome Travis Chicago. (laughs) So Morales makes his return to the WWF in November 21 of 1970. Uh, Of course, he's at a team with Chief J. Strongbow. And then they decide, maybe Puerto Rican people have money. And he wins the vacant United States Championship by defeating Freddie Blassie in the final and, of course, defeats Ivan Koloff to win the world title in February 8th, 1971. Morales claims this is, a this is like, the only story <laughs> about Freddie. This, allow for the only thing that happened to Pedro Morales to happen. He claims that in 1971, his belt was stolen from his car, but it showed up in a pawn shop later in New York City, and people have widely speculated that this was just he stole he sold the belt for uh, gambling. It's the best thing in the entire world. He, I, I imagine he got into gambling a bit, and then he stopped. After no this. way is I don't believe it because that that belt would have shown up New York in the seventies. Some junkie would have like some pimp would have been arrested wearing that belt. <laughs> Why you wear ah uh, slick freeze? What's with the belt? <laughs> I'm the champ, man. Yeah, uh, you're not. Yeah, there's a 0% chance that the guys who loaned that amount of money, that they would also require a belt as part of the payment, would not also wear the belt. 100%. They would just, there'd be a bunch of beatings where a man's just holding the belt above (laughs) his head yelling, Ah, Bruno San Martini's. You can call me Peter Mornins. (laughs) I'm Pepe Big Dick. Pepe Big Dick. Pepe Big Dick. I mean, that would be good. I got some wood for you. Apparently, he was... Morales was really over in New York, but nowhere else in the territory, which is oddly something that you still see on TV, where if you know what I mean, a guy shows up to a specific town, maybe not even his hometown, and he's just super hyper over, and then the next week they're in, you know what I mean? You don't really take into account where they are, and I don't understand why the WWF just doesn't, like, if it's for TV, take note of the towns that are super hot and then just play there on a rotation. Like, guaranteed they have 52 cities that are just, like, always really good crowds. And then there's the ones that are shit crowds and just give those guys house shows. 
No, because there's probably some weird Vince McMahon-esque reason of why you can't do that and you have to go to all of them, but you're 100% right and you should have done that. Yeah, there's for sure, there's, there's you know, like it's you have the money, just London's a great crowd, just go to London. Yeah. Man. Like you have the money to fucking fly everybody and it's way more important that your shit look great on TV rather than like, I guess like the last Monday, I forget what they were, but the crowd was just dead the whole time. It was, they were in Louisiana. Yeah, like of course, the, the, again, the thing with America, you have to remember is they, the, some people in Louisiana are still like, where's Gordon Soley? Why did you come to this? You're 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, I thought Gordon Soley was going to be here. When are we going to secede from the hated union? What? I'm 180 years old. I was a baby in the womb during the Civil War, and some rebel blood got into my mom's cooch, and I'm immortal. Also, I have dementia, and I was born in 1944. <laughs> did you know who he lost his title to was stan the man Stasiak. i didn't know that yeah he was stan the man say uh Stasiak was the transitional champion between uh pedro and bruno again and let's revisit now dylan why he lost the belt and if i you've said this before and you'll say it again is because there was some stabbings at msg and they got scared that there was Pedro being the champion was riling up the Puerto Rican crowd too much in the view of Vince McMahon Sr. So he's like, no, no, no. We have to keep it on a docile people like the Italians. Now, I, also did, I did a bit I more digging this, into this. In he, the by notes, the way, kept this idea up, uh, which is why he also wanted Hulk Hogan to be an Irish champion because he was like, yeah, the Irish, they don't fight. Which is like, well, you're quite well, out that's of touch. The- <laughs> Well, that's the whole thing. The um, this idea of giving a certain amount of population a champion was used very recently. Even like you hear the stories about the Portuguese man of war Aldo Montoya, and it's like they know nothing about the Portuguese because it's just a guy in a weird mask. It's like if you just want to make a Portuguese champion, just have a guy come out. He's got a crazy spray tan his valet is his mom and then he uh he has like an undercut and he only wrestles in toronto yeah and you see him talk to women and then later on in the show he claims he fucked those women <laughs> oh that's a v- and that's then a- they go we didn't have sex and he goes talking is sex bitch and then his mom is like you should marry her you should marry her this is something her. that i also observed which is um and this was uh, i lived in a portuguese neighborhood in toronto for many years and if you went to any portuguese restaurant for breakfast you had to tell them no butter on the bread because if you didn't then you would just get literally just a bunch of butter on a unable to cope with it piece of bread exactly it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing they're the greatest society in the world yeah Actually, maybe there was two managers, the mom and the dad, and the mom is really into the match, and the dad is just, like, at the top of the aisleway in a lawn chair, smoking cigarettes, and just staring at whatever Exactly, and then occasionally we'll stop the match to ask the son some, like, really innocuous question, like, <laughs> where's the bathroom? He just walks down to the aisle, and you think it's a runner, and then he gets on the apron, and he's like, what time's Leafs yeah, game? Yeah. Go Leafs. 7.30, dad, no, no, it's no, always no, it 7.30. It oh, wouldn't right. be about. The, it wouldn't be when's the Leaf game. It would just be confirming that his son also likes the Leaf. You like the Leafs, right? Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, <laughs> good, 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 good. I mean, well, let's take let's take ethnicity out of this. It would be great if someone's dad was their manager, and then 
their their son was like, I'm gonna beat you, Roman Reigns, eight PM in the Omni. I'm gonna beat you, Roman Reigns. And then the dad took the microphone and then just started giving tips on what the best way via the highway <laughs> to get to the yeah. Omni was. You don't wanna go on you don't wanna go on uh, seven. That's, that's you all fucked. you all fucked. think surface streets aren't your friend. In this situation they are some of us just need to bite the bullet and get, and leave five minutes early. It's a little thing called consideration. <laughs> this is this is his dad giving alternate highway routes. Um, that's that's a goddamn character right there, baby. I just wanted to say one more thing, Dylan. Dylan, I just want to say one more thing about the the Portuguese people. I've been to Lisbon. It's the greatest city in the world. Every meal I got also came with cake. Oh, it's fantastic. Again, uh, right there, Spain, never been. You can go fuck yourself. Uh, Lisbon, Portugal, 100% better. Much more laid back. Uh, And also, in Spain, you don't get cake with every meal. And also... The city wasn't designed. The city wasn't designed by clearly a madman, where you just look in any direction. And you're like, "Is that a castle?" And they're like, "No, we don't know what that is." All right, <laughs> some guy just made that because he got yeah, bored. I think that's where Madonna's house is. Don't ask us any more questions. You got it. <laughs> Go on, Dylan. This is great. I don't know. In wrestling, I always hear about the spoiler, and always, never like he was a a top wrestler for sure. Um, but I just can't take his seriously because his name was the spoiler. It just seems I can't like, take him seriously because why his are name you feeding with the spoiler? He took all the milk out of my fridge and now it went bad. His name was Don Jardine. Like that, I find that even worse. Ooh, let's get intimidated by Mister Jardine. I mean, I just can't believe that someone would. I can name themselves the spoiler and then the guys would be like you're going straight yeah, to but the it's top the, it's the fucking it's it's this it's 70s wrestling it's the spoiler versus pepper gomez and salty the clown i mean pepper gomez is a better name than the no. spoiler at least when i hear pepper gomez i'm like ooh, this guy's probably this guy's probably pumped up to be a wrestler not the spoiler where it's you know what i mean uh he just stood outside of star wars telling us that <laughs> luke's dad is darth vader wrong you're wrong i'm right no i'm right so morales faces bruno in what became one of the biggest crowds ever in msg they had a 75 minute draw uh now known as the match of the century and that's a really good way to keep basically both they had a like a the wwe will do this the odd time where if you obviously if you have two baby faces that are that over they do the whole like we have mutual respect but we're gonna fucking throw down like a turkey clown, baby, and they do it this time as well. Um, you know, obviously Hogan and the Warrior, and then Rock Austin, blah 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 blah. Um, but apparently the crowd favored Pedro, and I guarantee it's just because like Bruno's been around since fucking '63. They're goddamn tired of this guy, and that's a great idea of just like I love. I still think that I mentioned this on the show before, but I still think that like you could totally do home team and away team. Uh, wrestling style like like if cm punk was just like talked about how he loves chicago in every city so he's a baby face in chicago yeah. only like people will still love him but he'd be extra fucking over like play up to these guys small towns if they don't have a that's character. why i'm always uh that's why i always get a lot of uh attention from ladies because i'm always like i'm a babe and they're like yeah but all the boys 
they they boo me at comedy shows. I mean, that's not true. Yeah, you're right. They cheer me too because they resp- they go game respects game, and then they just show me their dicks, and I'm like, those are small <laughs> compared to mine. Yeah, just a ho- hog analysis. That's John's whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh did I? Oh yeah. I haven't talked to you about this on the show. I stopped doing comedy, and now I just critique dicks. Mm. A mole, bold. <laughs> Do what you love, and the money will follow, baby. <laughs> so. NWA San Francisco uh, is where Morales heads to next after obviously losing the title, being downshifted into being a tag match wrestler, and he wrestles the Invaders at that time, the future one of them, who is the future murderer of uh, Bruiser yeah. Pro Day. That's Invader fun. 2 and Invader Stab You. Sorry, I had a different joke, but it completely fell out of my head that was highly inappropriate oopsie oh doopsie, I, I, I remember John it it's interesting it's interesting that in wrestling in the 70s there was only two invaders now according to wwe hall of famer uh donald trump anyone who's uh from south america is an invader yeah it was funnier Booyah. it was funnier Booyah. in my head funnier no it was good no it's good it you know what i like is political commentary we need more of that on the i show. have the lewis black of wrestling podcasts <laughs> <laughs> oh no you're weird then Oh, let me tell you about a. I was using a. Sh- I was using a chair to shit, and I don't like Trump. <laughs> you know what? Pedro go- Pedro Morales goes to the AWA, and some of the great names he wrestles: Moose Morosky. Man, I gotta say this about this entire fucking show: is is every single fucking one of them? Every name we encounter, encounter is just like, well, somehow Pedro Morales. Uh, wrestled what sounds like to be the instructions for putting together a table in Swedish. <laughs> Buddy, Vito Martino, yeah. Pierre Let's Poisson. Let's not forget when he fought Clip Clop Henderson and uh, Shit Stain O'Leary. Oh no, it gets better. Puppy Dog no, Paliquin. No, that's not a real person's name. Puppy yeah, Dog? Puppy Dog. <laughs> You're going to be Puppy Dog. Can I have a different name? No, I don't like you. <laughs> his finishing move is that he runs that weird hair that's on his dick along your pillows, and then you get upset. I really like the idea of a, like just Meow Meow Martinez, where you combine all the you know, small-minded stereotypes of a Latin man, and then you combine that with he thinks he's a cat sometimes. Meow Meow Martinez. That's good stuff. <laughs> I'm just so tired. Also, don't no, don't put the string in front of me. Oh, now I got a bad name. Hippie, me loco. Rodeo Jones. I mean, that's another one. It's ridiculous. The AWA is good because Vern Gagne clearly took nine seconds to name people and didn't want anyone to have a cooler name than Vern, <laughs> which is hard to do. But he accomplished <laughs> it. It's the best name. <laughs> uh, what's your name, Buck? <laughs> Except his son. He was like, you'll be Greg Ganya, which is technically cooler than Vern. Luckily, I've broken your spirit. Now get out there and disappoint. <laughs> I do like the idea of Vern Ganya now calling, uh, fuck, who was that guy's name? When the, when the guy started doing the Ernest movies, and he's like, can you stop saying Vern? It's ruining my wrestling business. You're mocking the name Jim Vern. Varney, of course. Oh, hey, Vern. Uh, Jim Varney. Let me also say this about uh, Greg Gagne. He is uh, continued in the fantastic tradition of his family of just being a straight-up liar. I've gotten into a bunch of Greg Gagne shoot interviews because some of the things he says is just so crazy. For example, he claims that Eric Bischoff stole his contract and then signed his name to it, and that's how he became the president of WCW, which you can't do. That's not how contracts work, and Greg Gagne owned a business. I love wrestling. I mean, wrestling is just 
full of crazy liars where they're like, what was it? I think there was like that Eric Bischoff podcast. He said he never offered Bret Hart a contract, and then and then Dave Meltzer produced the contract. I love it. Of course. Like, and then he was like, "Well, I could have been wrong." It's like, though no, you were yeah, wrong. Say, You're caught in a lie. You were wrong, you dumb motherfucker. No, but the way he, the way he denied it was like the way you would deny a murder charge. Do you know what I mean? So it's like he just gets fucking. You know, he gets. He just. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Let's get some, some more silly names. I still think Dick Slater is pretty good. That's a good name. Okay, <laughs> Dick Slater. I'm going to need to see the side of your dick. <laughs> here's the thing with Dick Slater is the best part about Dick Slater. Let me see it head on. Let me see it to the side. Nice. No, but the best part about Dick Slater is his nickname. Dirty Which Dick is? Slater. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't do it's that anymore. Dirty. It's. Oh, do you know who? Uh, do you know who Pedro Morales beat uh, in NWA uh, Florida was a uh, Jack Ruggers? I, is Pedro Morales' <laughs> entire job just to be like, all right, who's Pedro going to fight? Ooh, well we have Robert Smith. No, no, no. What about uh, Tippy Tippy Na Na? Ha ha ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch of people going sure Bill fine. Go Broadway. <laughs> it's just all right, fine. You know, he, he wrestled in Canada for a bit uh, until 1980. I'm sure that uh, Stu Hart didn't even wrestle him because he was too bored I by him. I can't even fucking imagine. Man, you already get in the match there, yep. Did you know the best way to cook chicken, actually, if you want to lose weight, very little seasoning, but if you want to treat your lady right, you put a little bit of seasoning on it. I'll walk you through the seasoning right now. I'll leave. Pedro, something on your face and arms. And, uh, you look dirty, but uh, you're not a blacker. Yeah. Uh, no, Stu, I'm, uh, I'm from Puerto Rico. Uh, the, where, is that near Red Deer? That new Red Deer? French people live there? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, Stu. Actually, they uh, no. It's in uh, it's in South America, South America, uh, like where they fucking gray coats, uh, where they were trying to just uh, make sure that those gentlemen uh, stayed working for them. I uh, agree with them. If uh, anyone tried to not work for Damien Redling, I don't go to war. Uh, yeah, no, Stu. I'm a a man of Latin origin. Uh, we're all in a way from Latin origin. And then I'm a Greco-Roman wrestler, so. Uh, <laughs> I like that this Stu, this Stu Hart, because uh, for those of you on the show who might be thinking, this Stu Hart doesn't sound explicitly like the other Stu Harts. That's because those Stu Harts were in the 90s. This Stu Hart has a yeah, bit more Yeah, this Stu pep. Hart is, this is, this is 1980 Stu Hart, so the world has broken him, but it hasn't broken his mind. I also was about to say, uh, I'm a Greco-Roman man, and then I uh, wrestle with my children naked, which is then returning to the Stu Hart of... <laughs> you know, I found out what I, I used to think I wanted to be the blue champion. Then I thought I wanted to train wrestlers, and now I just I just realized I want to. Fuck <laughs> uh, the thing with you, you need to understand, Pedro, is that I am a super predator. Uh, so this whole. <laughs> this whole thing is an elaborate distraction from my true goal, which is uh, uh, hearing the screams of my children ricochet off concrete. <laughs> I like to uh, take their innocence. I like saying really mean things on the show because friend of the show and load, noted loud man, Brendan Burns, constantly is like, uh, you know wrestlers are going to hear that and they're going to get really upset. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, fi I'm fine mocking the memory of Stu Hart. If you, 
the littlest bit of analysis, you're like, well, nah, he's one of history's greatest monsters. So moving along. I mean, if you want to, if you want to listen to this whole show and then get mad about stuff, then pl- just go for it. I don't know, man. Tell some people. Tell some people to listen to the show and then get mad. I don't Here's give a shit. Thing. Mr. X number one. Continue what you're no, about to say. Why would your name be Mr. X number one? It needs. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's not more Mr. X's. I don't know. Or maybe he, Mr. X, and then he was anticipating there was a second one, and no, everyone was like, "I'm not fucking calling myself Mr. X." And he's like, "Well, uh, but well, I guess I'm number one." Um. Oh God. But I wanted to be the first Mr. one. X number one. Oh, gross. It's like an, It's like on stage. I've been thinking about calling myself Dylan Gott Senior. That's very funny. Do you remember very? But Do you remember no very briefly there was a comedian in Toronto who just changed his name to Dave Davidson? It was a great time in my life. Dave Davidson's pretty good. Dave Davidson also probably lost to Pedro Morales yeah, in Hawaii. Yeah, Dave Davidson actually, he, yeah, he, uh, he, they went Broadway in Portland for Don Owens. Do you think Pedro Morales, like when he was like 72, you know what I mean? His wits are still very much about him, but he's an old man reflecting on his life. And, he's, uh, <laughs> and someone would just say uh, their name and he'd be like, I beat you in Seattle. And then they'd be like, what are you talking about? And then they look into the history books and he's literally defeated everyone with every name in the history of mankind because he was a territorial wrestler. 100%. Also, the problem is he actually got uh, diagnosed with dementia just because he was telling true stories from his life. And there's like, there's no one, there is no way that one Wednesday I just fought a dirty dick. <laughs> that's very funny. And that's when I fought Mr. X. Number one. I will medicate him until he's better. He's telling the truth. Oh, no, we need to medicate you as well. (laughs) Even still, that truth's too hard to swallow. (laughs) So as of 1980, he comes to the WWWW goddamn F, baby. He won the tag championships with Bob Backlund, besting Afa and Sika. uh, And he won the Intercontinental Championship uh, that make him for about 20 years, actually. He was the only triple threat champion in WWF history. So that's nice. Wow. First guy that got the triple crown. Take that, Shawn Michaels and Brett the Hitman Hart. You fucking bitch. And he's very much in that tradition where he's not in real life diminutive, but as far as wrestlers, he is very diminutive. Also, from, I mean, he did start at 17, but for the 30 years of him being a wrestler, the only thing that changes is he gets worse at moving. That's it. His body is exactly the same. Like, this guy is a professional, professional, professional. Like, there's nobody who has... This is wrestling in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and no one has a story about this guy doing anything offside other than exactly what John was saying. Go in, do the match, good job, goodbye. That's it. And to understand, oh, it's the 80s, this is the twilight of his career, uh, it, he was 17 when he started, so how old is he in 81? That's 1942. He's 39 years old. <laughs> like, he's still well within my... Let's. His. I'm assuming his midlife crisis was like he bought like a bicycle, because that's what children have, and then he just started working out more. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I guarantee his retirement was just him telling stories that no one believed. All right, you're uh, you be as, as small minded as you can. Guess what he did during his retirement? Fisherman. No. Stole hubcaps along the the expressway near the Bronx. 
<laughs> All right, you're being small-minded and negative. He grew tomatoes on hockey I mean, sticks. That's great stuff. But interestingly, I was thinking I was thinking of that as more as very much an Italian stereotype, not so much a oh, Portuguese true. stereotype. So once again, I win, you lose. Dylan loses, John wins. No, I win though. He lost the uh, intercontinental title to Don Morocco, and I think that's really symbolic. Was cocaine won the yeah, title? Yeah, they were that having day. a match of uh, who has the be- who has the who has a more square body and yet somehow is in shape match. <laughs> I imagine that the entire time we're just like Pedro Morales was trying to tell Don Morocco how the match was going to end, and Don Morocco was just being like, "You're not answering the question, do you?" Do you have want to split on blow? And he's like, I don't want to even talk to you, sir. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, hi, Pedro. It's me, Don Morocco. I just wanted to let you know that uh, I haven't slept in two weeks, so tonight's match is going to be me literally trying to bite your face. Okay. <laughs> he once again beat Sweet Hanson in a Wow, how the fuck old is Sweet Hanson? <laughs> I don't know. You, you show up, Sweet Hanson's going to lose. I like, the, I, like the, I like this Sweet Hanson. So... <laughs> Do you think Sweet Hansen always wants to be on top uh, during sex just because he's so used to having his shoulders? I get, oh, come on, Dylan. Ooh, someone's flirting with me. <laughs> he's like Bob Holly that way. He's the opposite of Bob He's like, I'm not fucking losing during sex, you stupid bitch. Let me tell you something, whore. If I came here to lose, I would fuck a man. Why the fuck would I fuck you from behind? Then nobody wins. Unless you say, I give up then I'll do it. If you want to, I will show you how to cry as a man. It's just sweat. <laughs> I'll fuck you from behind, but then I get to fuck your dad afterwards, so Here's I win. remember about me. I do not have friends. <laughs> do you know what, though? He fucking wrestled Sweet Hans again in 1984 oh in Puerto Rico. I imagine that he fucking just flew Sweet Hansen there. Hi, I am a Sweet Hansen. I brought the big beat to Paul <laughs> or whatever my character was. I need to see what Sweet Hansen looked like. I guarantee it's like Google will just come back with me. We'll come back and go, I don't. What? <laughs> you can't just write two words <laughs> and assume there's going to be a result, you All fucking right, I'm dick. I'm looking it up to Swede. Oh, Swede Hansen wrestler. Oh, no, he's a good looking guy. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, Google no. him and <laughs> I just see a picture of a Confederate flag. Yeah. <laughs> as do I. Welcome. Oh, no, there's so many of him just dressed as a Confederate soldier. Yeah, he agrees with your. I mean, yeah. Agrees with your views. Sweet Hanson. And then a lot of him, this is the thing if you followed 70s wrestling, is you really did get to see your favorite wrestler's age. <laughs> Rapidly. Uh, Dylan, best and worst of Pedro Morales because old John Boy's got to go. Oh, okay. Well, just to quickly wrap up, uh, Morales feuded a couple more times with some people in the 80s. He was like an old man job guy for a hot minute. And like, there's some pretty good, there's pretty cool matches with him and like Macho Man, him and Jake the Snake. And shortly after he retired in 1987, at the very, very good age of 46, or sorry, 45, he retired, he was a road agent for a couple years and, of course, was inducted into the Hall of Fame in the, of the WWF in 1995, which you can tell how much everyone respected him. The best thing about Pedro Morales, obviously, is his in-ring work. He, did, he didn't really... Like, he did promos, but they're, like, 70s promos, and I don't know. I can't judge something from the 70s. Like, I haven't watched enough 70s wrestling to know how he stacked up 
next to those dudes. I just know that he was just like a man talking to me as if I was a nice man, which is <laughs> like I can totally get the lure of Pedro Morales. I do wish that there was one guy now with zero bombast who just whispered into the microphone, did his job. And then just, like, thanked his wife afterwards. I just want to say I appreciate everyone taking the time to find parking now. I hope I don't hurt my opponent. <laughs> yeah, he gives parking tips. That's his <laughs> He's just a nice man. Uh, I'd just like to say you're in trouble, sweet Hanson. And another thing I'd like to say is don't park at the parking lot near the arena. There's a little one across you can there's in a condo you can buy parking it's five bucks for the day much better the thing to remember about the concession stand is just get a cup for water and then fill it up with soda to your heart's delight (laughs) usually i like working in japan because you can bring your own snacks so that's good that's true you can bring your own booze and snacks into the uh into the japanese cannot believe you haven't moved there dylan best thing about pedro morales go ahead i said that i said his work rate YOLO, what's your favorite thing about... Uh, All the weird-named people he ended up wrestling, so we got to laugh during this episode. That's <laughs> You gotta do what you gotta do, baby. I think the worst thing about Pedro Morales... I gotta tell you, without Pepper Gomez, this hour would have dragged. <laughs> I think the worst thing about Pedro Morales, quite honestly, is his like lack of bombast. And even though it's kind of like almost an accomplishment that this guy is mostly forgotten, even though he was one of the... F- first wwwf champions and they won the war like think about how buried by history pedro morales would have been had wcw won the wrestling war like they wouldn't even have referenced this man and it's crazy because everyone else during the 70s period it's like big bold letters gets their own dvd or whatever and gets their own documentary about them whereas pedro morales like vince mcmahon's like this is a five minute documentary he was born he did a wrist lock he shook his wife's hand never kissed her in public because he found that classless and then he retired like that's it uh Here's the problem with everything you said. You're wrong. Here's the worst thing about Pedro Morales. He stopped being the WWF champion because the the people that he was from the same country as were viewed as violent by one white man. But that's life, baby. Oh, I'm Dylan. I'm, I blame the victim. That's you. You're a victim blamer. He still went to the gym up until he died. Yeah, like me. He still went to the gym in New Jersey until he died. He cultivated, <laughs> he adopted gardening as a hobby after he retired. This is, your all of our grandparents could have been Pedro Morales, and I feel <laughs> robbed. Well. Do you imagine it's just like, who's that normal stoic man? That's the WW. That guy beat up someone named <laughs> Rutabaga Anderson 65 times in Who's that man not drinking and smoking? That's Pedro Morales. The one thing you don't know about him is... Uh, He'll talk to you about how the time he fought a parrot or a man named Tiki Cracker. <laughs> Baseball printer yeah, face. <laughs> sure, never why not? Or forget just, the fact that you lost to Kissy Kissy Ya 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 Ya. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Pedro Morales. Fuck us. Fuck us in our fucking faces. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. uh, That's The Wrestler Review on SoundCloud and iTunes. Join us on Facebook and Instagram. That's The Wrestler Review Podcast on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter is at Wrestler Review, all one word. I have a show coming up, I'm sure, at some... Oh, this week I am in... 
March 1st in Milton Theater, and March 2nd, I'm in Brockville at Buds on the Fucking Bay, baby. That's about it. John, what do you have coming up, you Buy my album, bitch. Come Baby, now available on iTunes. I'm going to Australia. Starts March 20th in Canberra, going all the way to the end of May. All the dates will be on my website soon. Everyone take out your dick. Goodbye, everyone. I gotta go. I'm running late now. Bye, 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 bye,